0: Hey guys, happy Tuesday, choose, choose yourself. I hope you guys find yourself in a good headspace this morning. It is the 7th of July and just like that we keep on moving. It is the second half of the year and yeah man, time just keeps on flying by. Um, today I actually wanted to talk to you following up from the conversation that we had last week about reflecting um, you know, on the first half of the year and looking at what has gone well, you know, so many things have changed, so many things have happened, and we are all navigating this new normal, um, that is, you know, lockdown, that is quarantine, that is less um, contact with people, that is social distancing. We're all adjusting to that and we're all learning how to kind of exist in all of that. And um, with its challenges and uh, with its tough times, but also with new identified opportunities, So I think last week I really enjoyed hearing from some of you guys about how you uh, reflected, you know, how things actually have been for you, your mental well-being, what are the things you're grateful for? And I really enjoyed hearing back from some of you guys on that. Um, And I think it's really good to kind of have a check in with yourself on what has gone well in the first half of the year. Um, Because gratitude is such an energy, you know, it's such a motivator that all things are still possible and that you can still do many things. And um, gratitude lets you know that, you know, gratitude lets you know what's still possible and what can still be achieved. But for today, I thought we would look at goal setting and revisit goal setting. I always like the idea of resetting um, some goals revising some goals in the second half of the year um, because so much has happened you know whether it was coronavirus or not you know there's so many things that happen in the first six months of the year that going into the second half it's important to know what has happened what has worked what hasn't worked and kind of reframing your mind to achieve some of the goals you set out for in january or late december last year so today I want to talk to you about setting goals in the second half of the year, even during coronavirus. Um, and I think it's, it's a good opportunity, like I said, to, to still ask, you know, what do you want? What do you want? You know, who do you want to be? What do you want to develop in your life? What do you want to see in your life in the different areas in your life? Um, you know, what kind of, things are you looking for you know what are you looking to achieve what newness are you wanting to usher into your life uh, i think with all the uncertainty that coronavirus has caused you know one could understand why we don't set goals you know because you just don't know what's going to happen but i also think that it's because we don't know what's going to happen that we need to set goals you know we don't know how long this is going to last and because we don't know how long this is going to last we can't just wait right I think we've all taken a different journey in kind of getting to today you know especially when it comes to quarantine lockdown I myself went through different phases where I was like no this is a time where I can rest and reflect and I definitely did a lot of that This is also a time where I can grow and connect and invest in relationships and friendships and, you know, connections. You know, this is a time where I can get to know where I am. Where's my headspace? You know, what wellness practices do I want to introduce into my life? What was going too fast that desperately needed to slow down? So that's what quarantine and social distancing allowed for me. Um, and I think once I had time to do all of that reflecting um, now I think it's a nice time to reflect on what has gone right what has gone wrong and what do I want moving forward and hopefully this discussion today will kind of help you think about that with regards to your own life right so in thinking about setting these goals. I have come up with a few questions and I'll give you guys a few tips typically on how I've gone about it and how I am going to go about it. And hopefully this is something that you can apply to your own life if it if it works for you, if it makes sense for you. So first question is, if you already had goals, you know, and the circumstances have changed, how have they changed? I think that's important because often when we set out into a new year we don't know what's going to happen in that year you know so many things can happen as we've all kind of been humbled to learn Um, and i think because you might be starting from a different point than what you initially thought or from what you initially planned i think it's important to identify how things have changed what has changed and how has it changed because in knowing what has changed and how it has changed I think you will, yes, maybe come across a few challenges, but you'll also come across a few opportunities. So a good example is a lot of companies, unfortunately, due to coronavirus, have had to do some pay cuts, right? And, you know, I can only imagine the stress that comes with a pay cut because your goals, your um, responsibilities, your requirements have not changed and yet your salary has been cut and it might not have been been cut by a lot but the fact that it has been cut is enough do you know what i mean like we all know a dollar a rand a pound or whatever goes a long way so um you know if you have gotten a pay cut it can be very discouraging because maybe you had a budget that was dedicated to your goal. Right. And now that that has changed, you're like flip. Well, what am I going to do? So I think with often what happens with with a budget cut also comes, you know, a, a reduction in your hours. Right. So often, you know, a workplace, you know, ethically should not cut your pay if they're not reducing your hours, which means even though they've reduced your hours and as a result, reduced your pay, you've still now gotten a few hours to yourself. That you can pursue new opportunities with that can make up for that pay gap so that's why it's important to understand what circumstances have changed and how have they changed because while you will identify the very real challenge in the change of circumstance you will also uh, identify the opportunities and possibilities that come with that change in circumstance number two What is the end result in the area of your goal? So what it can be finance. It can be a relationship. It can be whatever. But what is the end goal? What is the final product? What does the final product look like? What does the accomplishment of that goal look like? So an example could be, you know, more finances or financial liquidity. So more money to do with with it, whatever you want. Um, a diploma, clear skin, an additional stream of income. So if I asked you, what does your final goal look like? What would your answer be? Right. And then whatever it is, whatever area it's in, uh, one of the things that my boyfriend always says, and I think it's quite clever, is work backwards. So identify what the final product look like, looks like. Identify what the final goal looks like, what the accomplishment of that goal Looks like, and then work backwards because often I've had vague goals. I know that I wanted to do something, but I didn't know exactly what the final product of that thing looks like. But if you can name it, you know, if you can call it, if you can identify exactly how it looks, then you know what you're working towards. And the reason why it's important to work backwards is because when you have the clear goal. The finalized accomplishment in mind, then it's easier to understand the actions and the deliverables of those actions, which we'll get to just now, that are then needed to get to that final goal. Whereas if your goal is kind of a vague idea, then it's harder to align that vague idea with actions, right? So be specific in what the final product looks like in what the actual accomplishment looks like, a a, a diploma. So if you say, I want a diploma in digital marketing, I want a diploma in um, risk management, I want a diploma in whatever, accounting, you know, I want to upskill. And the, the, the final product is an actual certification, you know, is an actual diploma then you know that 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 goal doesn't shift right because you know exactly what it looks like now you just have to work backwards as to how to get to that goal all right number three with the end result in mind what is the smallest action you can do today that speaks directly to that end product right so in the case of a diploma there are Uh, many online institutions and online learning has also just become massive, right? Because I think we've all come to appreciate more now than ever that you can do so many things online. And I think the fact that we are limited in our interactions and we still, you know, social distancing and we're not going to physical institutions to do things anymore, I think online learning and online, um, you know, upskilling has become more credible. It's become a lot more for credible option um, for growth, for development, you know, so you can go online and look at the various institutions, online institutions that offer um, these courses. So some examples are Udemy, um, Coursera. Uh, there's also Get Smarter that has short courses. And what I like about Get Smarter is that it offers courses from all kinds of you know institutions, all kinds of universities, um, as does Coursera. So you can get courses there from Harvard University, from Cambridge, and then also from your local universities, your local colleges. So it really is like a nice offering of different institutions and different online courses. Some of them are a bit pricey, but what I also like about Get Smarter is that they do have financial aid options. So you can apply for financial aid and you have, depending on how much the car, co- the, the course costs, you can then um, pay it off. So they will obviously pay for the, the qualification. If it's a short course, depending on the institution and what the short course is, um, it will be priced, you know, depending on, 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 you know, those things, those factors, but they still give you the option to pay it off over a couple of months. So you don't even need that hardcore cash right now to pursue that diploma, that certification. There are definitely options that you can that you have in order to accomplish that goal, right? Um, if it's something like clearing your skin, if the end goal is clear skin, then today you can look at what you eat. Today, you can look at how much water you drink. Today, you might want to, you know, steam your face, for example. Today, you might want to put on a mask and exfoliate. So what is the little action? What is the smallest action you can do today that speaks directly to the final product? If it's financial freedom, you remember the conversation we had with Zinclair? The conversation we had with Zinclair, she said something great that if you want to know um, how you spend your money, Look at your bank statement. You know, your bank statement is the story of your your money. It is the story of your behavior around money, right? So you can definitely look at that. What is the smallest action you can do today that speaks to the final product? Number four, what do you already have that you can use to achieve what you want? Guys, I have fallen into the trap many, many times of freaking out about what I don't have I've always like I've always fallen into that trap of like well I'm not sure if I have enough you know my thinking was always negative leaning you know that the assumption is that I don't have enough and the assumption is that I don't have you know what I need in order to get to where I'm going but often I realized that it's not that I didn't have what I needed it's that I was misusing what I already had So for me, I had to do a mental shift in what do I have, as opposed to what don't I have? What can I use right now? And for me, that has been the Internet. I mean, the Internet has also been it's easier to get Internet connectivity now more than ever because we all need it. And I think we all understand that we need it. Right. Right. So the Internet um, time, guys, time. So I mentioned if you are one of those people who has unfortunately had to take a pay cut and as a result reduced hours, maybe that's a few hours in a week that you now have back to decide what you want to do with those hours. So time, so valuable depending on how you use it. Also, another thing that I've come to learn is things like LinkedIn, you know, and social media. So LinkedIn, if you think about all the connections you have on your LinkedIn page, all the connections you've made over the years. um, And if you don't have LinkedIn, I suggest that you do get it because it's a really awesome platform to connect with professionals in your space. Or if you are in college or university, it is an interesting space to connect with people that are in the career you are pursuing. And it's good to make those connections now. What I like about LinkedIn, as opposed to something like Facebook, is that because the whole purpose of LinkedIn is that it is a career professional site and platform to connect people within the same space or in a space of interest, people on LinkedIn, when you reach out to them or connect with them, are already having the expectation that you are reaching out to them with an opportunity in mind, with a professional you know, uh, ambition in mind, with a certain mindset, right, that is scoped around professionalism, career development, Mm -hmm. career opportunities and so forth. So revise your connections list. You will be amazed who you are connected with. You know, so many years now I have just accepted people on LinkedIn that were in my field or that, you know, were influential in my field or even people that wanted to get into my field. If you go back and you look at your connections you'll be amazed who you connected to you'll be amazed what those people need so if you are a freelancer or you like i said maybe you want to get into freelancing but you don't know how linkedin will be a great space where you can learn what people are looking for what are people doing you know what are people who are even operating in your space what are they doing you know sometimes the, the greatest piece of information is what your competitors are doing. You know what I mean to, to learn from the, um, the industry leaders, to learn from the various trends that are taking off right now. What is happening in your space? LinkedIn will be a great environment for information gathering and for actually building on the connections you already have. You never know. Maybe there's somebody who you are already connected to on LinkedIn that needs your services. That needs your expertise. So revisit your social media pages. Make them an actual practical place. For business. For p- career development. For professionalism. Use them as that channel. You know I had an interesting encounter. Just two weeks ago. Where um, I approached a lady on Instagram. She is a, a wellness and fitness influencer. i followed her for a very long time. And I wanted to interview her. I really liked her energy, I liked what she stands for, I like what she's what her message is, you know, and what she's trying to achieve in the world. And I reached out to her. I had no idea that she would respond. But obviously you can hear the excitement in my voice. She did respond, and I interviewed her 2 weeks ago, and that interview will be out in August because it will be for the Women's Month feature. Um, In South Africa, we celebrate Women's Month in August. So I really wanted to get a whole lot of women from different corners of the world to talk about the things that really set their hearts on fire. And this woman, it's wellness, it's nutrition, and it's a healthy mindset. So I actually approached her on Instagram and she responded and we spoke via email. And then we did the interview and it was such a fulfilling interview as you guys will hear soon. But my point is, because we are all online, because we are social distancing, I think people know that the, you know, the random ways that we meet people at a coffee shop, you know, um, in the mall, at a meeting, at a power lunch, at a conference, those things are not happening anymore. The current climate that we're in means that we can't randomly meet people and physically interact with people the way that we did before those casual introductions are not happening anymore. And so people are also hungry for opportunities, for connection and for progression. And we are humbled by the fact that we can no longer do that physically. You know, we have to be intentional about the connections that we make. And so I think this time more than ever, people are more likely now than ever before to actually give you a chance You know as she gave me a chance you know to actually respond to your to your message on linkedin to your message on instagram you know people are more likely now than ever to actually take those things seriously because at this stage that's kind of all we've got this is the only way we can make those connections and so we need to take absolute advantage of that as much as possible So relook your, your connections on LinkedIn, look at your followers on Instagram, the people you are following on Instagram. You'll never know what business opportunities can come from those connections. And then last but not least, guys, setting timelines for the actions, right? With matched deliverables per action. So timeline, action, deliverable, right? You need to have a deliverable on the action you are working. So if you don't have a tangible result of what you are doing, then you're not doing the right thing, right? I can tell you when I started this podcast, I was a little puppy dog chasing my own tail until I actually sat down and opened up an Excel spreadsheet and looked at what my end result is. The end result was to create a podcast that could speak to the lives of people, that could inspire people in the space of wellness, right? Um, and, and self-actualization. That was really the goal. So I knew what the, the goal was, what the end result was, right? To have a podcast. But I didn't know the actions I needed to take in order to get to that final goal, right? So I opened up an Excel spreadsheet and I'm not sure how great your Excel <laughs> are um mine are, are like pretty average but my point is I opened up an excel spreadsheet I needed to see something practically in front of me in order to kind of set out all of these actions so I said okay I want to learn um uh, there's so many things I need to learn that I don't know in order to get this podcast going so the first thing was you know what is podcasting You know, how do you create a podcast? And so I read numerous articles about podcasting. What is it? Where is it going? What is the value in it? What are the opportunities in it? So I said every single day I'll need to read at least 15 minutes worth of information, articles or whatever about podcasting. Right? That's the first thing because I didn't know anything really about it. I know that I wanted to do it sounded like a cool idea but i needed to know more about it and that was really helpful for me because it helped me understand what are the 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 topics that people gravitate to you know what age groups generally gravitate to those kinds of topics um you know what kind of opportunities is there in advancing your message via podcasting and so i first did a lot of reading then i had to understand you know what gear do i need in order to do this podcast so i recognized i needed a mic i needed a mixer um and i was actually i didn't know that i could use my laptop and so when i did all that research i found out oh okay cool i can actually use my laptop and just connect everything to my laptop and everything because i didn't know right? Um, when I thought of podcasting, I thought of uh, radio and I thought I needed all of this chunky, expensive equipment. Um, but when I did my research, I found, out, I found out that actually you don't need that. You just need a laptop, a mixer, uh, a microphone, you know. Um, and so I did that. And then it was about how do I use the gear that I bought to make the podcast? And if I'm being honest with you guys, that was the hardest part. Oh, my God. I had all the gear, I knew the software I wanted to use to start the podcast, but by God, I never knew how hard it would be to actually use all of this stuff and to get into the rhythm of editing, oh my goodness, to the point where I remember one day everything sounded so horrible that I was like, you know, never mind, it was a cool idea, it sounded really sweet, but let's leave it alone, somebody else would do it. Until I realized that I don't need to um, get it right the first time. I just need to keep on these, these small actions. I need to keep on identifying what the small actions are. I need to keep on understanding what those small deliverables are. And eventually I'll get to the final product. I was so bogged down and so hard on myself regarding the final product that I forgot that there's a process. So I would say week one. In week one, the deliverable is knowledge about podcasting. So that means that in week one, I need to do reading. I need to do 15 minutes of reading a day about podcasting. Week two was identifying the gear that I need, which also spoke to week one. Because in week one, if I was doing all my reading, then my reading would help me understand what gear I need, what gear is better over the other gear, what can I use What do I have right now that I can use? Then week three was about actually starting with the process of podcasting. So it wasn't too much about scripting or content. It was just about practicing using the gear, practicing using the software, right? Week four was uh, practicing my editing skills, which took a long time. So editing became a continuous process. You know, to date, I'm, I'm always learning how to improve my editing skills, you know, because it's something that I do with every single episode, how to edit, you know, how to improve my edit. So week four became week, you know, 100 that I continued. I never stopped learning how to edit. It's an infinite um, deliverable. It's a never ending deliverable. It's a never ending task. But in time. You know, the way that I edited before is not the way that I edit right now. Even though editing is something I'll always have to do, I can definitely get better with it and I have gotten better with it over time. And now I'm sitting on, I think, episode 18, 19 of the podcast and I can't even believe how much progress I've made. So if you can identify the timeline, maybe you say, "Um, I understand that my goal is broken up into parts. So for the first month, off this goal, these are the things that I want to do. Week one, this is the action, this is the, the deliverable. Week two, this is the action, this is the deliverable. Week three, action deliverable. By the time the month has finished, you will see how much progress you have made in that month with the time you've had. And also because you want to maybe set a month time frame, right, for your bite-sized goals, you'll find that. If you say week one is for, like I said, gaining knowledge on finances, gaining knowledge on podcasting, gaining knowledge on skincare, because that's week one. If you don't do it for one day, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Because you still got six other days in the week to figure it out. And if you're saying 15 minutes a day, then it's not like, Oh my gosh, I haven't done hours and hours and hours because you are starting with bite sizes bite-sized actions that help you get to that goal and eventually over time you will see how much knowledge you have gained you'll see how much progress you have made right so setting the timelines understanding the actions that you want to accomplish in those timelines and what are the deliverables that will be reached through those actions I hope that's been helpful you guys Um, it really is five points that you guys can use for uh, actually setting goals for the second half of the year i hope that this is something that you guys can use and you guys can grow from um let me know you know what is your goal for the second half of the year what do you want to see growth in in which area in which area do you want to improve how are you using what you have to get to where you are going let me know via the email hazes.podcast at gmail.com or via Instagram, via DMs, Uh, like I said, likely to reply now because of the connection and the connectivity that we need. So let me know as well, hazes.podcast on Instagram. Let me know what you are doing in the second half of the year to accomplish those goals. But today, guys, take it easy, reflect, look at what you want to do and set those actions um, to accomplish those goals. The year is not over. There's still so much that we can achieve. There's still so much we can release into the world and so much that the world can still give to us in this time. I still believe that 2020 is the year of plenty. We just needed to reframe and reset how we go about it. Have a blessed day, guys. Happy Tuesday, Cheese yourself.